0: Hey teacher friend, are you thinking your writing time could really be a lot better? Are you wanting your students to just love writing and feel successful as writers? If so, I think you and I need to spend some time starting the transformation of your writing instruction. Let's get started. and welcome to episode 13. Um, You know, I am just so excited. I've been waiting to come back to do another episode and I just haven't had uh, the time. I'm going to try to do a few at a time so that doesn't happen again. Um, And, you know, I just wanted to share I have so much fun. I enjoy making the episodes so much. Um, But what I love even more is when I get to know and hear about People who are listening. Um, Recently, I had a teacher, a teacher that's newer to me as far as working with this teacher. I have the pleasure of working with her right now in her school. And she told me that she's listened to all the episodes and sometimes she goes back and listens to other ones. And I just wanted to like jump up and down with excitement. I didn't do that. So she probably didn't even realize how excited I was. But it just makes my heart so happy to know that there are teachers listening and not only listening, but then finding value. I don't know if you know much about the Enneagram, but I am a number two on the Enneagram, which is the helper. So it just makes me so happy to know that I'm helping others with writing instruction. So if you've listened and you haven't taken a second to go and do a review um, or even comment something to let me know what you thought about the episode, I would just love it if you would do so. And also, I'm going to add again a Q&A or a question. I keep saying that on the end of this episode. Um, so you can ask me a question about writing instruction, and I would be happy to answer it. I'm lo- I'm wanting to do a Q&A episode, so I would love to do that soon. Thanks so much. Today, I wanted to go into a little bit more of what I was saying in our last episode, which I had titled, Are You Teaching Your Writer for the uh, Future or for the Right Now?, And I really think there's a lot more to say about this. Um, So I wanted to do that today. And one of the things, I think the first thing I want to talk about, so it might be a kind of short episode today, but it's about the language that you use when you are teaching and when you are just, you know, talking to your students about writing and how incredibly important it is. And there's, you know, it's important in mini lessons for a few reasons. So I will kind of talk about that a little bit today, but it's really important in allowing you and helping you to teach that future writer, you know, to teach the writer and not the writing. It's so much having to do with the language that you use. So that's what I really wanted to focus on today. So I'm a really big fan of and reader of Brene Brown, and you may have heard of her, but if you have not listened to her or read any of her books, please put her on the list of things to do um, because it's she's amazing. Um, I can't even tell you which book I would like the best. Any of them would be wonderful. <clears throat> um, She has TED Talks. She has um, a podcast and she's been on several podcasts, so it doesn't matter what you listen to, you will not be sorry. But the reason I bring her up is because from one of her books called Atlas of the Heart, which is, um, well, it's entitled Atlas of the Heart, Mapping Meaningful Connection and the Language of Human Experience. And it's a lot about emotions. But um, let me read the quote here. She says, additionally, we have compelling research that shows that language does more than just communicate emotion. It can actually shape what we are feeling. Our understanding of our own and others' emotions is shaped by how we perceive, categorize, and describe emotional experiences. And these interpretations rely heavily on language. I mean, take that in for a minute because she's just a genius. Um, She is a researcher and scientist, and she has researched things, especially shame. Um, But this is something else she has researched about emotions. And I bring this up because when I think about – and I've really been thinking about this a lot recently with teachers I've been coaching. And just about trying to make that switch to teaching the writer. When you think about the language that you're using – you know, just as Brene says, it shapes the way you perceive something. It shapes the way you think about it and categorize it, and it shapes the way you, um, well, your emotions about it. Yes, but like what you're feeling about it, and that is so true. When I think about this language that we use in writing, so for example, what it, what it's really come about in recently is quite a few of the teachers I'm I'm working with are working on conferring. And, you know, going up and conferring with a student is not just about talking about the writing that's in front of them. It's about knowing the writer and helping this writer to grow, right? So, I've, you know, already talked in the past about being able to teach the writer. So I know I've mentioned this quite a few times, but let me just say what a lot of times um, teachers will come up and say, um, tell me about your writing or read your writing to me or um, tell me what's happening with your writing today. And all of those questions or the, the statement that they may tell me about your writing, is about the writing. And so everything that you ask them, you know, when you ask them that, they're going to tell you about what they're writing or their writing, and then what you focus on is going to be their writing. You're going to look at whether or not <clears throat> they have – said enough on that page, right? Enough elaboration. Or you're going to be looking at exactly how they spelled a certain word. Or um, you're going to be noticing that, you know, I'm thinking about literal ones right now, like a sentence they heard doesn't match their picture. Or for an older one, you're going to see that their evidence doesn't match their reason, let's say. And then you're going to talk about that writing because that's the question you asked and that's what your brain is thinking about. But we don't want to talk about the writing. We want to use the writing as a tool to teach the writer and we want to teach the writer and we want to talk to the writer and we want to help the future writer. So if I change that opening question to what are you working on today or what are you doing as a writer today? Or how is writing going for you today? Just that change and leaving off the word writing, even if you were to say, tell me about your piece. Some people say that or read your piece to me. And and we switch it to their actions as a writer Now it changes their answer, or it should, and a lot of times for the younger ones we have to teach them how to answer that. It changes our thoughts about what we are focusing on, because now we're focusing on the writer, and it starts to change our then teaching and the things we're going to say about what we want to help them with, because we're going to be helping them as a writer, instead of helping this piece of writing to get better. So like, if I go back to the example of a student whose evidence doesn't match their reason, okay, let's say if I were, I, I could focus on the writing and say, you know, let's look at your reason and the evidence that you have here. I, I'm really having trouble finding the connection between this reason and the evidence you chose this evidence is about this, whatever it is, and this reason is about this. They don't really go together. So what could we do to make sure we find, you know, what piece of evidence could we find that is really going to match? Okay. That is all about that piece of writing, and it is not going to help them understand how to take this skill or strategy and move it to another piece of writing. But if you change it, so let's say you ask, what are you working on as writing today? They probably are not going to say, I'm trying to pick evidence that matches. They're going to say, I'm working on my evidence, maybe, um, or I'm writing my body paragraph, (laughs) unless they've really grown up in workshop and they know what you mean by that question. Um, And you might say, Okay, so you said you're working on your evidence. So it seems like you are, you know, trying to find evidence that goes for go that goes well with your reason. That's something that writers want to do. Okay, so then you notice that they are not matching. So you might give him a compliment that you find um, perhaps his reason is a really strong one. And then you say, you know, I, I feel as though your evidence isn't quite matching. And writers really want to make sure, you know, if you're really trying to convince someone of something, you have to have evidence that's, that's going to make them think and that really is connected to your reason. And so let me show you what I mean. And then you might show them this in a mentor text that you guys have used or talk about a speech that you've listened to or um, give them an example of your own. And then you'll say, okay, so if we want to think about whether or not our evidence is really connected let's, you know, take a look at yours. And now you can think, hmm, how can I find something that's going to do that? So even though I am using now the tool to help, I've already explained it in a generalized way. Like all the time when you're writing this, you want to do this. And now I'm coaching them in to try it. And then I'm going to say, you know, whenever you're choosing your evidence, <clears throat> you want to make sure that it is very strong and it very much connects to your reason. Um, uh, oh, another example I had given is um, if you saw a student who's, Um, uh, I think I said a picture doesn't match their sentence. I also said, I think I also said something about, they don't, um, maybe elaborate much, um, about a specific piece, but let's say that's it. Okay. So you see a writer who's doing a narrative and she's on one, um, you know, focusing on her small moment, but she just kind of says what it is and doesn't say much more. You could say, if you're just talking about the writing, oh, we really want to tell more about this. Can you think about what happened next or can you tell me how you were feeling and go ahead and put that in here? That's talking about that piece of writing and it's not helping her for the future. So if I had asked her, what are you doing as a writer today? Or how is, um, how are you, what are you working on right now? And she says, oh, I'm doing the middle of my narrative or, something similar to that. Um, And then, you know, you notice what the issue is and you give her a compliment about something. And perhaps you say, you know, you really have a great plan or like how your your beginning and your middle are really flowing, but, you know, we know what we want to talk to her about. And we say, when writers are writing a narrative – they really want to help their reader to feel like they're in the moment and to really understand everything that's happening in the story. And in order to do that, we want to tell them as much as we can. So when we're thinking about writing this part, we really got to squeeze our brain and think about all the things that happen. So for example, let me show you how in, and you you know, have the mentor text that you've been using for your narrative and you show a part where they really do that. And then you can coach her a little bit and help her think about how she can now apply this skill or strategy as a writer into this piece. And then you would be able to link it to her future work. Whenever you're writing a narrative and you get to this big, the moment that you want to tell all about, you're going to, you know, use this strategy. And so now you have turned it into something that is a skill for her to use when writing narratives instead of just how is she going to fix this piece? So everything about that change in language and, you know, your focus on teaching a strategy and not fixing the writing, it's just changing your mindset and you have to really work through it. It's, a, it's like muscle memory. You're going to have to practice this and you're going to have to think about what your wording is going to be. But if you really think about teaching that writer, you know, and especially teaching them, teaching them for the future, what is going to help them to grow as a writer instead of just focusing on the piece, it really will make a difference. The language is so important. Now I did say this would be a shorter episode, and I want you to trust me. So I am going to say this next part pretty quickly about mini lessons, knowing that I will have another episode um, about mini lesson mini lessons in the future. But the importance of language in the in the mini lesson is is twofold. One. It really helps to keep the pace of the lesson because you will be able to flow more smoothly from one component to the next. And two, it helps with engagement for your students because they are able to follow along the parts of the mini lesson and they will learn how they go and they will really keep them in tune to what's next because eventually it gets to a part where it's their turn. And so that language is important for that as well. Um, And you know what? Maybe it's threefold because the third thing is The words that you say in each component are also making you focus on teaching these writers. Um, And so that's really important as well. So let me show you what I mean. The first part of the mini lesson is the connection, which doesn't necessarily have a specific language. However, the next part would be the teaching point. And in the teaching point, you want to be able to say, writers, today I'm going to teach you that. And yes, this comes, this is not my own wording. I stole this from um, the units of study and writing. I'm going to teach you this. Or writers, I want to show you that. Or writers, we are going to learn how. And so just having the word writers, and you don't have to do that, but you could. But I'm going to teach you that. And then it will also be writers do this. And you're also going to tell them why. And so it's a very specific way of explaining or showing them or telling them the teaching point. And then when you're in your teach, you can say things like, let me show you what I mean, which I just said a moment ago. Or um, watch me while I, and then you go through the motions. And then in the active engagement, you're going to say, now it's your turn. Or writers, now it's your turn. Or writers, you are going to give it a try. And now they know it's their turn and they're going to practice it in some way. And then there's a link where you pretty much recap your teaching point and then invite them to try it. So you'll say, writers, today we, or writers, today we talked about how writers do this, this, this. And so when you are writing or when you are in this part of your writing or what have you, I want you to try this. So there is specific language, and as I said before, it is helpful to get your mindset into teaching the writer. It is also helpful for your pacing, and is also helpful for student engagement so they can follow along. I really hope this episode was helpful for you today. It was fun for me to record it. I really feel it is so important to, you know, switching your mindset to teaching the writer, but using the right language is really going to be um, effective in helping you to do so. Um, I can't wait for next time. Hello again, writing teacher. I am so glad that you are listening. And if you do enjoy the podcast, if you wouldn't mind taking a moment, wherever it is that you do listen, to go ahead and do a review and let people know what's so great about it. I would love for more teachers to be able to get some learning about writing from this podcast. And if you're interested in any further information, you can find me in a couple of places. One is YouTube, Melissa Morrison. I have a lot of videos there for you to to help you with writing instruction. And then also on Facebook, I have a Facebook page, Teaching to Transform LLC, and a Facebook group where you can learn more from me and chat with other teachers. It is called Transform Writing K-8, through and I would love to see you there. Have a great day.